Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're going to talk about the world of charitable donations and how this world needs a digital upgrade because we have nowadays technologies to connect donors and charities with causes or the recipients and make the whole process transparent and efficient, right? Because many times, unfortunately, people are duped and the money that they donate doesn't end up where it's supposed to. So that's why Chase and his company wishes set up a new process and a product and the services and the whole ecosystem around it to tackle transparency issues in charitable donations. So thank you very much for joining, Chase. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Brilliant. So how did you get to do what you do today? Um, Well, I mean, I've been in payments for about 25 years. I started in payments when I was 19 years old. I built a large merchant processing business, and we were one of the largest in the country. I was traveling in the country, and we were big in the hotel space at the time. And every single year, those hotel years would call me and they'd say, I want to lower my rates. And so I, I realized that uh, the credit card processing business, the payments business in general, was a very commoditized business. And if I was going to actually be able to last in, in the space, I had to start building some value. So I built a fintech I started building fintech in, uh, in 2014. I was one of the pioneers in card issuing virtual credit card technology. We were one of the very first firms to do it. I have all the arrows on my back to prove that. And I got fascinated with the, the all the capabilities of basically being able to turn money into digital currency, right? And how more effective that can be, not only for people, but for businesses. And so we built out a, a gateway card issuing payment, a virtual credit card technology, a fraud prevention engine. We had a payback stack, if you will. And I exited that company and left it in good hands. And then I essentially started on this new mission of mine. I started wanting to go after the GoFundMe model because there was so much fraud happening in that space where people were creating fake stories. And I thought, if you can actually turn that into transparency where people understood what happened to their money. There's a much better economics in the business model on the fintech side for that to happen, but you actually provide everybody what they want. That what people want is connection. I want to know that I helped you. If I'm going to donate to a cause in or a charity, or I want to help a person, I want to know that I actually helped that person. When you donate a thousand dollars to a black box, you have no idea what happens to that money. You might feel good, but there's no connection. After that, you don't understand what happens. And so I feel like that's all lost. And most charities today, how much money actually goes to the causes and support? So this is something that's needed in the space. And I think it allows people to have trust in, in something that's become quite clouded over the last several years, for sure, where people are realizing that their good felt intentions aren't actually going to what they intended them to go to. So um, that's how it all happened. 
All right, I understand. Even though, obviously, I think there have been improvements in the last few years. There are always scandals, but I think there are many foundations or charities that are funded by executives who worked in in corporate world, so they understand the need for transparency, right? The donors want to know where the money goes. They need to provide reports how much of the donations are actually admin expenses. To the end of the day, like, that's all done in the rears, right? When you have accountants and people trying to understand how that money works, yeah. there's nothing in real time that actually shows where that money's actually going because it's easy to justify costs and say, this is an admin and this is that. That's all done months and years behind. It's not done at the same time the donation's happening. All right. So we talked about charitable donations and the need for transparency, the connection, the real-time reporting. What else out there that we can change using the technologies of today, right? Because even if you go to charity auctions, there are huge expenses to throw these fundraisers. There are manual auctions, right? There are still traditional envelopes and sort of things like this. Sometimes you have some sort of a software to make it more efficient and raise more money. So why does all this process of helping others needs a digital upgrade and where are the opportunities apart from what we started to talk about already? Yeah, so the Wishes companies, it's 11 organizations. There's a nonprofit, it's a public 501c that allows us to raise money publicly, but actually allow the donors to get their 501 to tax acknowledgement letters, which if you look at GoFundMe, it's a private corporation. So when you donate to a story, not only do you not understand what happens to the money, but you also don't get a tax deductible donation. So we're allowing that to happen. But I think the cool factor of what we've built is the nonprofit owns 11 co- corporations, which are all specifically categorized for the bonus categories on everyone's credit card. You might have an American Express, a Visa, a MasterCard, but you get bonuses when you spend it on groceries or gasoline or airfare or hotel or restaurant. There's a lot of bonus categories. So on the front end, when somebody asks for help or there's a charity that needs help with specific requests, donors actually are able to get their tax deductible donation and hit those bonus categories on their credit card at the same time that they're making a donation. Not only do they get the real transparency and insights into what happens to the money afterwards, which nobody can actually provide in the market right now, not a single platform can do that except for ours, but you're also getting your tax deductible donation plus you're actually getting bonus miles and the bonus rewards and incentives on your credit card. So you don't have to sign up for anything. You actually use your own credit card and you can hit those bonus miles at the same time. So the platform is built for incentives, rewards, and repeat behavior. So we believe that trust is earned through transparency. When you go to Safeway today or a grocery store, any grocery store, everyone asks for that dollar, but what happens to that dollar? They might give a report later, but yeah, there's expenses. The only fees that are ever charged on our platform is that 2.9% to take that credit card transaction. So 97% of the funds get delivered to where their intended purpose. And that's actually unheard of in the nonprofit world. It's, it doesn't happen. So even the best charities are giving like 80% potentially of the money away. No one's actually able to give almost 100% of the funds away. It's rare. There are nonprofits that do it, but it's extremely rare. So who are your key clients or partners? Are these individual donors or do you partner with credit card companies or charities? How do you fit into all of this? And you also mentioned 11 companies form wishes. So how does that work? The 11 companies under the nonprofit are really shell companies that represent categories, right? So they're all specific categorized for hotel restaurant and all that stuff so when people donate they're actually hitting those bonus categories 
but the nonprofit owns those companies. So essentially, those are all owned by the nonprofit. They don't make any money. Their sole purpose is to basically generate rewards for the donors. Our customers are <clears throat> the same customers that go donate at a GoFundMe campaign to that are resonate that feel some sort of connection to a story and the charities in the causes that are raising funds online because we really do believe that trust is bred through transparency so essentially if you're able to show your donors where the money is going not a year later but actually how those funds are being used to impact real lives and real purpose people are more likely to donate more money and more often and that's proven over time and so our clients are really those charities and nonprofits that want to have that level of trust with their customers, but also in that are raising funds online for those causes or crises. In last year, there was 401 national, like national, like what is it? There are disasters, like big disasters all over the world. There was 401 2021. <coughs> that's insane. And so every single time you turn on the news, there's a new disaster or crisis that's happening. It seems like there's tornadoes, hurricanes, fires, like there's always these things, but how do you help those people? on the ground. It's impossible for people to just set up a charity and then be there and donate. But our platform allows that to happen and impact the people that are really suffering the most. I think that's the power of what we built. And it's really just people connection and in those nonprofits and charities that they support. All right. So how scalable is your solution? So are you able to mobilize quickly if there is a big disaster, as you just talked about? Are you able to get a lot of money in place quickly? Because if you focus or you work with individual donors, yes, they have a connection to it, etc. Not everybody will be able to send a million dollars or something like this. But if you do oh, would need totally. to put a big check together, how would you do it? How does that work? Yeah, so the average funding amount on GoFundMe is $13, but they do $15 billion. The power is in the masses, right? So we believe that $13 average will go up to about 25 to 30 with transparency. But we're also issuing virtual credit cards, which can be instantly applied to people's phones for spending. So they can spend those instantly anywhere MasterCard's accepted anywhere in the world. And we can push funds instantly. So donors that are members... They actually can store funds in their wallet and they can, and so when there's a crisis that happens, they can instantly push those to the people that need it. So there's no delays in funding and funds can be sent immediately to where they're needed the most and to people in crisis. I see. And you mentioned credit cards and credit cards rewards. So can you explain from the beginning, how does that work? How can someone benefit from credit card rewards when they are making charitable donations? Yeah. When you're donating through their nonprofit or public nonprofit, the nonprofit is the one that's actually allocating those funds and it sits as the governance mechanism. So the fintech is the service engine for the nonprofit. Donation funds come in through the nonprofit, but it comes in through a category. Okay. So the 11 LLCs that the nonprofit owns are all specifically categorized for the bonus categories on people's credit cards, but they're also the categories that people utilize the most. So like talking about airfare, hotel, restaurant, groceries, gasoline, there's health, which is not necessarily a category where you're going to bonus, but the non-bonus categories go directly through the charity and they're allocated to like the health and memorial type subcategories. But how donors actually earn rewards on the front end with their own credit, they can check their rewards before they make a donation or when they make a donation to a story they can check their rewards through our platform because we instantly pull all of the rewards for those particular cards. They put the last six digits 
of their card number in, and then they can see what bonus categories they bonus for. So if that's groceries or hotel or whatever, most people don't understand all the categories that they can bonus for. They probably know that they get bonuses for airfare or something or travel, but they don't know that they also get bonus max bonus category incentives for purchasing groceries with that card. Every cards are different, but that's why we have all these categories because everyone has different types of cards. So they can use their own credit card and actually hit those bonus incentives when they're making the donation. And then we essentially turn those donated dollars into virtual credit cards and then issue them to for the resources and support asked for by the wisher. So in our system, so the wisher could be a charity. It could also be a person. So that needs help or a family that's a need type of thing. So does it also mean that you can donate the rewards or not? They could. Yes, yeah, certainly. Those rewards are instantly delivered by the card issuer themselves. We make those rewards possible, but we don't actually earn anything from that. It's a benefit of being able to donate through our platform to the donor themselves. So by donating through our platform to a charity or to an, a crisis or to a person that needs support, is able to earn those bonus miles and incentives automatically from their card card. So those are automatically given back to them. So how can someone start using your services as an individual? Is there an app that you need to look for on Apple Store and there is a wallet yes. and virtual credit card yep. or how does that work? Yeah, so we've been building we've been building wishes for 12 months. We have our full scale launch in May. So we're in beta phase right now with about 10,000 users. So we're perfecting the user experience. And, and we're launching in May. And so you can go to wishes.inc, or you can go to, you'll be able to download it at Apple and Google, but you can go there and get on the wait list now. And we can, we'll send you notifications and updates once it's uh, live for the public. So it'll be uh, live here in operational in May. All right. Then you mentioned your experience in payments and virtual credit cards. So what's your technology angle? Are you using proprietary technology or is this a bundle of different technologies? So the angle is either your own technology or the way you put together third-party technologies? Well, we have seven patents in card issuing. I've been doing virtual credit card issuing longer than most people that are in the space, actually. It's a bundle of products that are proprietary to us. Obviously, we built all the technology. We own the platform and we have two separate boards of governance. There's a, or not, we have a nonprofit board that operates and governs the nonprofit allocations. And then we have a separate board of directors that manage and govern the fintech itself. But the uh, the proprietary mix of payments technology that uh, we have is all ours. All right. And you talked about transparency. So how do you make money? What is your business model? When you donate to a story or you donate to a charity, that charity is eating that 2.9%, right? The donors doesn't cost donors any money, but that 2.9% comes off the top of that donation. Our model, when we issue the virtual credit cards, we're, we're actually monetizing on the virtual credit card itself. And then plus we have partnerships with 7,000 retailers. So we open up our portal to all of our affiliate partners and we make anywhere from 7 to 13%, depending upon where that money's spent. So we're making like a total about 17 to 18% on the money. So the donors donating and 97% of the funds get delivered to where they're supposed to go, whether that's to a charity or to a person or to a crisis, 97% of those funds are oh. making it there. <clears throat> if they're shopping at a partner of ours, we're pushing business to them. They're paying us commission. These are already prearranged deals. If you go to Home Depot and you needed nails or sheetrock or whatever, and you're inside of our network, Home Depot is paying us money for you to shop there. Okay. So 
Before we go, very simple questions. What is your favorite business book, if you have any? I'm a business book guy, and my favorite one's Built to Last by Jim Collins. Oh, so, cool. If you built a business and you're a founder, everything they say is spot on. It's all accurate. The only way to actually learn that stuff is to by doing it. And those guys have great recipes, and I think they're great books, for sure. All right. So... What's the best way to reach out and find out more about Wishes? You said that you are in a beta phase, that people can get on a wait list and then they can get the app once it's ready very soon. But what is the best way to reach out if you want to be a partner of, in the ecosystem and work with Wishes that way? Yeah, you can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn at Chase Harmer. Or you can reach me at my email at Chase Harmer, at chases at wishes.inc. That's C-H-A-S-E at wishes.inc. Wonderful. So thank you so much, Chase. Good luck to you and wishes and everybody else who is supporting Worthy Causes around the world in the US or elsewhere. Everybody, good luck and keep safe. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.